Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode with Shelly Longenecker, the author of Dinner for a Dollar. And Shelly and I met in a, in a business group. I just kind of reached out and was like, hey, I'm looking for people who can answer these things that I don't answer all the time. You know, if you guys are a part of Motherhood Simplified, you know I focus heavily on decluttering but one of the, and simplifying. But one of the things that comes up often, most often, are how do I simplify my meals? And I am very honest with you. And I just tell you, like, I know how to do it for my family, but it takes a special kind of skill set to be able to teach it to other people. Right. And I don't ever want to get super distracted with motherhood simplified and go off and try and do things that I'm not really great at, which is why I'm so excited to introduce you to Shelly because Shelly does this and she does it really well. She does it so well that she wrote a book. Um, you guys on Facebook will be able to see, but this is the book dinner for a dollar. And I love it because it's exactly how my family does it. Right. And if you guys are like in the motherhood simplified course, you know, there's a section called simplified nutrition. And I, I tried my best to articulate how we grocery shop, how we simply prepare nutritious meals on a budget for a family of seven without yeah. freaking out every night. Right. I did my best, but Shelly perfected it, right? She wrote a book. This is her jam. So I'm finally excited to introduce you guys to her. Shelly, thank you so much for this. And tell us just a little bit about yourself and Dinner for a Dollar and all the things. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And the day we met was crazy. Um, we met, like you said, on a business group when you reached out and, you know, I just reached out to you and then I checked you out and you checked me out and we pretty much freaked out for like three days about how we're virtually the same person, just with slightly different specialties. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even all the way down to Mason jars, if you know how much Krista loves Mason jars, then you'll know how much I love Mason jars because I seriously wish Mason jars were my company. Um, I recommend them all the time. But anyway, we are so similar in how we approach food and even really motherhood and our home life, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being awesome. And um, thanks for really inviting me into your space with your friends, your girls and sharing my stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, super excited. And so for you guys listening too, like, cause Shelly and I, we like, I talk about decluttering and simplifying. She talks about nutrition, but you know, behind the scenes, her and I also do business and it's super super important when you're doing things to find the one thing that you're good at right like if you go to a doctor and you need yeah. heart surgery you want a heart doctor right so that's why when you guys ask like can you just tell me how to do it I'm like I really specialize in decluttering and your yeah. physical space and Shelly really specializes in decluttering your grocery budget <laughs> and yeah. that so super super excited yeah so so I got off on being so excited to be um, partnered with you here just because we're so aligned. And you asked me to tell me a little bit about myself and dinner for a dollar. Um, so I'm a mom of four. 
um, been married for 23 years. Our oldest is 19. Our youngest is seven. And we have the same widespread that Krista does. We have ours in two batches also, um, 19, 16, and then 10 and seven. Um, and so I did the stay-at-home mom thing for 17 years. Um, and when my youngest, after 17 years of parenting, my youngest was finally entering kindergarten. So I had 17 years of baby wearing, breastfeeding, Cheerios, and, you know, toddler snacks. And when my youngest hit kindergarten, I looked at my husband and I said, dude, I'm ready to brush the Cheerios off my cart again. And um, I'm ready to do something outside our home. And I, I brainstormed for like two months. What do I have? What do I know that I could do? And, um, you know, I realized dinner for a dollar was what I launched because it really is my superpower. I actually don't love talking about food. Um, I, what I love talking about is financial freedom, um, and time freedom and energy freedom. And the best way, my little superpower for women is helping them learn how to get their food life under control so that they have more time, money, and energy for the things in their life that are really important. Mm -hmm. And I saw a huge hole in the market for helping people get healthy, whole food, produce-rich food, allergy-friendly food on a tight budget and a tight schedule. And um, I had been doing it for years. I'd been feeding my family for a dollar per person per meal for years. And we're talking whole food, allergy-friendly, produce-rich food for $1 per person per meal. And um, I do it in about 15 minutes, Monday through Friday. And anytime I ever shared that with any of my friends, they freaked out. They're like, how do you do that? And um, I never intended on writing a book about it. But like I said, when I dusted the Cheerios off my cart again um, and brainstormed about what I was going to do with phase two of my life, um, that was what I decided because I know how much in bondage women are by food. We are, we are strapped to our kitchens, stay at home moms, work at home moms. Um, we spend so much time, money, and energy on food. It is almost shackling. And I really like, you want to free people up from the clutter. I want to free people up from that bondage to your kitchen and to your food life so that you can go do what's really important to you. Yes. I love it. And so guys in her book, um, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but the thing that drew me in immediately was that she said, looking back, I can see that we were literally eating our retirement. And I tell you guys similar all of the time. Like it's, yeah, we're decluttering. Yeah. We're throwing away stuff, but it's about so much more than having a clean house and having an organized house. It's about giving yourself exactly what Shelly's talking about time, energy, freedom, and these parts of our days that are essential just eat up our entire life. I don't have yeah. to. So this book is not like a recipe book. It's right. a system. It's a system. And she's going to share with us today how um, we're going to talk mostly about time, which I think is the thing that is most appealing to you guys. But she talks about how, how to cut the amount of time you spend on in the kitchen. And then she talks about how to cut the amount of money. So depending on how the conversations go, we can talk about one or both, but you can get her book. We have something else at the end that we're going to talk about for you. So, so excited. So yeah, tell us, t 
tell us basically the overview of Dinner for a Dollar, how exactly it works, and how you can actually get dinner on the table in 15 minutes a day without breaking your life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, that that's like, if I answered all of that, that would take me an hour and we don't have an hour. So let me, <laughs> I'll just quickly say, you might think that maybe because I wrote this book and I'm now feeding my family for a dollar and in 15 minutes, maybe you might be tempted to think that I like always had my food life together, but I absolutely did not. Like Krista didn't, Krista had 32 bins of kids clothes um, and was still going out buying them. Um, our food life was completely out of control. And it came when our son was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that um, he was throwing up 25 times a day. Okay, that's how sick he was. By the time we found out what he had, um, we were, uh, it, it took a while to figure out what he had. And once we found out the diagnosis he had, the, the main treatment is actually an elimination diet. So we dove right into an elimination diet, of course, because he's throwing up 25 times a day, right? I have a super sick kid. Um, and I didn't pay attention to money at all. I wanted to just feed my son safe food. And um, so I dove all the way in. He got better very quickly. And at that point, I realized that food had the power to like hurt or heal for him. And so I told my husband, this is non-negotiable. We have to eat like this. Like our kid's life literally depends on it. He was, he was like one step away from getting a feeding tube because everything was getting stuck in his esophagus. Um, it was dramatic. Um, so we, we took dramatic measures. We dove into allergy-free eating. And if, you, if any of you listening have food allergies, you know if you just dive into allergy-free eating, you can blow up your budget in a hot second. Um, and that's what happened. And we lived like that for years. I never looked at our food budget ever for like five years. Okay. Um, I don't recommend that. Don't do that. If you can hear me, don't do that. It's really bad. <laughs> um, and so we ran into some financial challenges five years in and we had to cut our entire budget in half, our whole budget, because our income got cut in half. And I said to my husband, I said, I'll cut our food budget, but I can't compromise. It has to be allergy free. It has to be whole food. We have to eat a lot of produce. Like it's non-negotiable for our family. And I, I went to the market and I found nothing, no resources existed in how to accomplish that. And so um, I created my own system. Um, I sat down at my dinner table with, um, I call it my big girl panty time. I pulled my big girl panties up and um, I had a notebook and an open mind and I prayed and asked for wisdom. And I just said, I have to cut my bill in half, but I can't compromise my food at all. And so I, I looked before I did this, Krista, I looked at how much we were spending on food. And this is when that one quote that you pulled out um, hit, we were spending um, $2,000 a month on food. We were spending... 1200 a month on groceries and 800 a month on eating out. And the reason we were eating out so much was because my food system was so complicated. I was spending two to three hours a day in the kitchen. By now we had four kids. We were homeschooling four kids. We, my husband runs his own business. We're fully self-employed. I didn't have two to three hours a day to spend in the kitchen. And so at the end of the day, what was I doing? I was calling my husband. You got to pick up takeout. Well, we have food allergies, so we can't get $5 Little Caesars pizzas. You know, it's $40, $50 a pop. 
it doesn't take long to spend $800 on eating out when you're doing that. So, so I sat down that day at the table with me and my big girl panties and my notebook. And I said, okay, what habits have I created that have led me to this ridiculous food budget? What am I doing? How am I shopping? How am I planning? How am I cooking? How am I storing? How am I using up my food? See, the food that ends up on our table at night, we think, oh, it's just like one or two decisions. It's actually a series of several habits. We all have what I call a food system. We have a system for how we're handling our food. It starts with planning, shopping, cooking, using and storing. So there's five stages to our system. What ended up on the, our table is probably a series of about 15 or 20 decisions that you made. That's why our food life can seem so overwhelming and why simple things like, hey, I should eat out less. We're spending too much on eating out. I should eat out less. Well, until you reroute your food system, you're not going to eat out less. You're just, you're not. You have to make new habits. And so I sat down and I evaluated all my habits and um, I took about three months to do that. And I overhauled, I looked at every food choice we made and I rerouted them. And I overhauled our entire system from planning to shopping, to cooking, to using and storing. I overlooked at every single one of those. And um, out of that, I created the 11 steps that are in my book. And of course, I never planned on writing a book when I was sitting at that table that day, right? Um, I was just solving a problem that we had in our family. Um, and so the book is the 11 steps that I took to cut $12,000 a year off our food bill. So I cut our food bill down to $1,000 a month for a family of six, about $250 a month for eating out and $720 for groceries. That's $1 per person per meal. That is amazing. And one of the things that I kind of want to touch on is that you talk, you talk about it as a system, which I think is yeah. so smart because most things focus on the very first step of the system, which is buying the food and making the food. And we went through the same kind of thing a little bit differently when we moved to Florida, because some of you guys know that when we moved to Florida, everything was tight and we had to so broke that we had to do things like reevaluate how we grocery shopped. Yeah. And I learned that we were really wasteful with our food. Yes. Just like it's the same relationship, like with our clutter, you know, the reason that I used to have a closet full of clothes that nobody wore is because I wasn't looking at the whole picture. I was looking at the first step, which is accumulate resources. And yeah. then I didn't pay attention to how I used the resources or how I stored the resources or how I, delegated within those resources. And the same is true of your food. Um, it's the exact yes. same thing. And the problem for most of us, because we live in, a, in the world that we live in, isn't that we're not going to have enough. It's that we have too much. And we yep. we're only seeing that front, that first step of accumulating the stuff. We're not yes. considering the rest of it. So um, yeah. Let's, I totally uh, agree. <laughs> and I get the one thing that drives me the craziest and it probably drives you crazy too is everybody wants recipes i'm like girl you don't need any more recipes and i mean you don't like ditch the recipes i mean i use recipes all the time so I, i'm not opposed to recipes but there's 85 billion recipes on the planet you need a new system 
You don't need another recipe. Don't go to Pinterest for a recipe unless you are looking for how to use up the ingredients that you already have on hand because you're exactly right, Krista. The average American throws away 25% of the food that, they're, that they purchase yeah. at an average amount of $166 a month. Yeah. So the average one, it, actually, I might've just misquoted that. It's somewhere between 125 and 166. Um, it's in my book. <laughs> um, so we are taking a $100 bill, a $25 bill, um, and throwing it in the trash every single month on average. Mm -hmm. So if I could teach you simply how to reduce your waste, I could help you save $100 a month just like that. Yeah. But like you said, it's not a simple, it's not like, hey, just don't throw your food out. Well, you have to look at why are you throwing your food out? Okay, what habits have led you to take those grapes every single week and throw them in the trash at the end? And one of the 11 steps in my book is reducing your waste, but I take you through the process of evaluating your waste problem. Why are you wasting food? What habits have led you here? And then more importantly, what new habits do you need to create in place of that so you're not throwing that trash, throwing that food in the trash at the end of the month? Mm -hmm. Yes. So for you guys listening in, I think you're starting to understand why I love Shelly so much. What she teaches you how to do with your groceries is exactly what I teach you how to do inside of your house with your stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a great, great system um, and really powerful, right? Because we don't want to, we don't want to be asking the same question. What's for dinner? What are we going to have right. for dinner? You know, and then being upset because we have a pantry and a fridge full of stuff and nothing to eat, right? Like, yes. It's, it's crazy pants. It's crazy it pants. Is. <laughs> it is. Okay. Okay. So I'm seeing that we're running out of time and we promised them that I would teach my 15-minute system. Yes, go. So I think I can take about 10 minutes and teach that. Um, okay. How do I get dinner on the table in 15 minutes, Monday through Friday? This is one of the most popular things that I get asked all the time and for good reason, because it seems magical, right? And I think it slightly is. It's my tiny little, my tiny little superhero status dinner on the table in 15 minutes. Okay. So here's what I do. It's very similar to what Krista does. If you've heard her teach, she may have already taught you this, but what I do is I take an hour or two max on Sunday and I batch cook basic core ingredients. So I batch cook a meat, I batch cook a starch or two, and I batch chop all of my veggies for the next five days. And then I store those veggies in mason jars. It, I swear to you, you can chop vegetables except for avocado and tomatoes. You can chop all of your vegetables on Sunday, put them in a mason jar, and they will be good until Friday. I, I promise you, it seems like woo-woo, voodoo, magic pants, but it isn't. It's a fact. Um, so if you don't remember anything else I ever teach, just remember that and you'll love me forever. Um, so in that one to two hours on Sunday, here's what I do. I cook, I batch cook meat, I batch cook starches, and I batch chop veggies. And then throughout the week, I use those core ingredients that are pre-cooked, pre-chopped, and I mix and match them to create different meals throughout the week so that it feels like you're eating something completely different. We're not talking about batch cooking, you know, five lasagnas and having lasagna five days in a row, okay? Each meal will feel distinct. So let me tell you what that might look like. 
So let's take a simple ingredient like ground beef or ground turkey. Um, in our home, we have a beef sensitivity, so we eat ground turkey. So if I say ground turkey, you just substitute that for ground beef. I'll try to remember to say ground beef because that's mostly what people eat. So you take ground beef, and then let's say you also uh, batch cook some rice and batch cook some beans of some sort. And then you chop up vegetables. You chop up a bunch of lettuce, onions, peppers, tomatoes, not tomatoes. Don't chop your tomatoes. Tomatoes get chopped the night you need them. Um, let's say that you do all that. What meals could you create if you had those basic ingredients that I just listed, um, along with some things in your freezer and some, you know, maybe some things, some canned items. Okay. So you could make chili. You could make some form of a taco soup. You could make some form of a vegetable beef soup. You could make tacos. You can make quesadillas. You could make um, some sort of a hamburger like hash into, into a skillet with some potatoes. Um, you could make, um, I think you're getting the idea. I had a list of the things that, uh, oh, you could make a taco salad. Um, that's one of our favorites. Nachos. Um, there's so many things you can make, okay? So when you have taken that hour or that two hours on Sunday and pre-cooked the meat, your starches, and pre-chopped your veggies, all of those things are ready. They're in your fridge. They're waiting for you. And so then on Monday night, your meat is already cooked. Your beans and rice are already cooked. You go to make tacos. Your veggies are already prepped. All you have to do is warm up the meat, warm up the beans and rice, warm up your tortillas, and dinner, you put them out and you have dinner. That doesn't even take 15 minutes. Okay. So then the next night you want to have talk, you want to have a beef and vegetable soup. Okay. You pull out your pot, you throw your, your broth in, you throw your meat that's already been cooked. You throw in your beans or your rice that have already been cooked. You throw in some frozen veggies, you turn it on. And in 15 minutes, dinner is ready. Then on Wednesday night, you want to have salad. So you pull out your salad. You, your stuff is already chopped. You just heat up the meat. You grab maybe some fresh seasonings to throw on it to change the flavor profile a little bit. And now you have a salad. And that took you not even 15 minutes. So this is the system we use week after week after week. We use it with all of our meats. Um, to prevent boredom, one thing that we do, and this is a bonus tip, is so on Sunday, right, the ground turkey, I cook nine pounds of ground turkey at a time. Nine pounds. I, yep, I have a big roaster pan, um, and I cook nine pounds of ground turkey in it all at one time. And then I portion those into nine bags. Um, we do eat meat in our house, but we try to have a veggie-forward diet. So we consume less meat than the average American in our meals um, because we want to have more vegetables in our diet. And that's one way to increase our vegetable consumption is by reducing our meat consumption. So even though we have a family of six, um, we still use about a pound of ground beef in our meals. Be in, that's a conscious choice that we make. Other, you may not want to make that choice. You may want to do something different. But um, so what we do so that we don't get bored is when I make those nine pounds of ground beef, I turn those into nine bags, I put them in nine Ziploc bags, and I take four of them and I put them in the freezer. I take five of them and put them in the freezer. I keep four out for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I make four meals with those. And then on Wednesday, I go to the freezer and I grab four meats that I cooked the week before. I cook eight or nine portions of every meat that I make. 
And then, and then we switch it up. So the back half of the week, I might pull out pulled pork and then I make four meals, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I make those meals with the pulled pork so that we don't get quite as bored. Um, although we sometimes have the same meat all week, we rarely do that anymore because we do get a little bit, a little bit bored midweek if we use the same meat all week long. So what I teach people, you can do this with every meat, like I mentioned, grilled chicken, pulled pork, pot roast, a whole chicken. What I encourage people to do to, in order to create their own 15 minute system, because your family may not like the food we eat. That's why I don't include any recipes in dinner for a dollar, because some people are keto and some people are plant-based vegans. I can't produce recipes for, for a keto person and a plant-based vegan. Like those are polar opposite food values, right? Also, you may have allergies in your home that are different from my allergies in my home. So anyway, so what you want to do is you want to ask yourself, how can I create this 15 minute system for myself? Right? Okay. So think to yourself, maybe you're a plant-based person, a uh, plant-based vegan. So substitute, um, plant-based products for the meat thing that I'm mentioning. You can do this too. So think to yourself right now, this is your job right now. What meat is a meat that my family likes to consume and will consume? Okay. So I've given you the example of ground beef or ground turkey. So think to yourself, two or three meats that your family will consume on a regular basis. Probably chicken, pulled pork, and ground beef. That's a probably a pretty good general generality. Then I want you to take one of those meats right now. Think of one of those that you guys especially like. And then I want you to think about the system that I just taught you. And I want you to write out six meals that you could make with that core ingredient, that core meat ingredient or that core plant-based ingredient if you're a vegan. And then a couple of core starches and then a couple of vegetables that you pre-chop on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So think through that and take a minute right now and think through six meals that you might be able to make with those. Yeah. <laughs> and then what you'll do is you'll do, you'll want to brainstorm several meats that your family will use and then pick six meals out of them. And if you do that four times, you will have built yourself a 30 day meal plan with a great amount of variety. And one of the things that I teach is um, because I'm simple and I don't like thinking about food, which seems ridiculous since I literally have a food business. You think I love it, I don't. Um, there's six meals that we repeat. They're not really meals, they're more like themes. So we have a taco night, we have a salad night, we have a soup night. We have a, I'm sorry, one of my teenagers was just saying bye. Okay, what did I say? We have a taco night, we have a salad night, we have a soup night, we have a skillet night, we have an oven night, and we have a loaded baked potato night. Each of those themes can be practiced with any meat or any plant-based sub. And they can all be, can all follow this system. And if you change up your flavor profiles, your sauces, your seasonings, your marinades, um, you have all the variety your family will need. And you have all the simplicity that you need so that you can get out of the kitchen and get on with your life. Like I do. 
Now I spend 15 minutes a day in my kitchen, which is crazy. I don't want to think about food. I don't want to plan food. I don't want to prep food. And I don't want you to either probably, but there are times I don't always cook like this. We pick two or three times a month where we cook special food that takes a lot of time and costs a lot of money. Um, like, you know, prime rib. Um, so it isn't always about eating super simple every single meal, 30, 365 days a year. You know, there are special food nights too. Okay. So I have just blabbered. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully that was helpful. No, it was so helpful. And I'm sure you can see, but Tara is insane right now. Uh, <laughs> she's insane. She's like crawling. She's doing all the things. Um, one of the things that somebody mentioned that is something, because like I said, I've shared a little bit of this, of how we do it in our family with you guys before. And instead of the motherhood simplified course, I have a little section on it. But one of the things that you guys, I saw in the comments was like, I feel like we'll be eating the same thing all the time. And this is the thing. Okay. This is the thing. You have to choose. Do you want to spend 30 to 60 minutes in the kitchen every day making big, huge, elaborate things? Or do you want to simplify it so that you can eat healthy, nutritious foods and have this time and energy to spend on other things? Like Shelly said, you pick a base and you just piece it together. And I, back when we started the group, I was like the, the face of Mrs. Dash. Like I should have asked for a sponsorship because I'm like, Mrs. Dash has like every flavor pro profile. And we can switch it up and we can make it tacos or we can make it sweet and sour chicken or we can make it teriyaki chicken or we can make it, you know, Caesar wraps or, you know, chicken bacon ranch wraps or whatever. Um, yeah. I think if you, if you go into it being like, I'm only going to eat chicken all week, then you're not going to enjoy it and you're not going to make it work for you. But you do have to kind of make an intentional decision of, do I want to make this work or do I want to keep carrying on and it wasn't working for me really <laughs> right well yeah and when we switch in the middle of the week our meat we we never feel like we have a variety problem yeah. um if we eat the same meat all week we do feel frustrated with that in our family yes um so i highly recommend you only have to eat the same meat all week the first week <laughs> and then after that you have extra in the freezer and you just pull and you change yeah. um like right now i have I have a uh, pork, I have pulled pork, I have ground turkey, and I have roast beef in my freezer that I could pull out at any time and turn into things. Oh, and chicken. Um, so I actually have four meats in there right now. Um, so the variety thing is not as big of a deal as you think it is, but I would agree with you wholeheartedly, Krista, that you have to ask yourself what your goal is. If you want intense, insane variety in your food life, go ahead absolutely have variety um and you know cook everything every day that's fine that does not bother me at all um but if you want to streamline your food life to spend less time less money and less energy this is a very efficient way to do it that will slash your time slash your money and slash your energy while you're still eating nutritious food um and you still have a lot of variety you don't have intense wild variety but like I mentioned, I do take two, three nights a month and cook really special meals that are super fun and they're not on a budget. They're not on a time budget. Um, we call them fun food nights. And we just, we have things that aren't whole food ingredients or they aren't 
veggie forward. You know, we have just giant plates of meat and we just eat them like carnivores and, you know, like, um, you know, or we make homemade French fries or, you know, we do things like that, that, that give us the variety that we want to have. It, it's really just, it's kind of like having a budget. Like your budget is there to serve you, not the other way around. So my food plan is there to serve my family. And so I set it up in the way that I want to. Um, and so my book walks you through the price bag for the whole family. So that means my clothes, my husband's clothes, and the clothes for our four kids and diapers are all in that one bag. And what that does is, one, I know that laundry is available. Most of the times, wherever we're flying to is has facilities. You know, it's like a city. And there are facilities to do laundry if we need to. I also know that there are stores everywhere. So I try to pack. And usually I find that even packing one bag for our entire family of six, we end up with a couple of items that didn't get worn, Mm -hmm. you know, over the trip. So, um, So, yeah, I would say just like know that stores are available and can be a fallback plan. Right. And I think this is is something that has really helped me and has helped my clients to just be aware of and not feel like you have to pack for every eventuality because that's not realistic anyway. Right. Often, like we forget something, you know, so be organized, like have a packing list, figure out how many outfits you need for each member of the family and do your best to to get that in. But also, I would highly recommend like packing less and doing laundry than packing an extra bag so that you get in everything that you think you need. Because probably you don't need everything and you can get by with less. And that's again where flexibility comes in. You know, you thought you wanted to wear this these pants with this shirt and the pants got dirty. So now you have to like switch it up, but so be it, you know, like it's okay. It's not the end of the world and you're still going to have a fun time. And what, what I want to teach is that this is only one of the 11 steps. Um, The other ones are completely unrelated to this. So if you don't like cooking like this, you you could still save time and money and energy on your food life and use the other 10 steps of the book. So the only reason I chose to focus on this step today is to give you a time-saving option if you're spending too much time in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have a time problem in your food system and you have a money problem in your food system. Um, The other 10 steps will address the money problem of the food system. Um, So this is just one of my 11 steps. So um, if you don't like it, you know, that doesn't mean that we wouldn't be a good fit, but um, it does mean, you know, that maybe you would want to make some alterations to how you simplify your system. Um, Anyway, but I would say give it a try before you decide you don't like it because um, people who have done book club with me before in the past, they didn't want to try this step. And when they tried it, they were like, oh my gosh, this is literally the best step in your whole book because it gives you still gonna have to get something but the same is true in your home like everything that you're saying I'm like yes it's true in your home like 
when you have all of this stuff that you're trying to fit into your home, it's stressful and it slows you down and it gives you more work and it kind of takes away from the whole point of like going out on an adventure. It's like, you don't want to be focused on all this stuff. You just want to have what you need so that you can go do the things that you want to do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's so valuable. So valuable. I love it. So this is a super great conversation and very helpful. I'm really excited to share this with everyone, but where can people find you? Cause you help, you help moms do this one-on-one, like make a plan for their family. Absolutely. Yeah. Make a plan, think creatively. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So you can find me. My website is liveadventuremom.com. Okay. Um, or you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called the Adventure Mom Tribe. So go ahead and join that if this is something that speaks to you. Um, on Instagram, it's loveadventuremom. And Pretty yeah, across the board, love it, love adventure mom. I'll put all the links and everything inside of yeah. the description so that it's easy to find, but I wanted them to hear it as well. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So everyone on Facebook, goodbye, everybody on the podcast, go find her and learn how to get on some adventures with your families. It's so worth it. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did. I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else, okay? The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. You love the show. I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, 
decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.